Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of uh, the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Yes, still the greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is America, the land of the free, still the home of the brave. Don't take everything you see that's going on in D.C. as an indication of who we are. No, we are not those people that um, we're being portrayed as in Washington, D.C. at this very point in time. I'm C.L. Bryant. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. Thank you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show daily uh, as we uh, pass along here on our American journey. Hey, uh, friends, I'm headed out to all my friends in in, um, the Phoenix area. I'll be flying out there to you tomorrow. It's been um, a monumental uh, kind of um, last seven days eight days for me it's just been incredible in fact there's i I went through a town once in texas no water no water texas (laughs) and uh today in louisiana in shreveport although i'm about to move to florida today in shreveport uh what is it four or five days later still no water so i'm thinking that in that little place called no water texas that had to be the most miserable, stankingest place <laughs> as you can possibly be. No water uh, is the way it's been over here in uh, my neck of the woods anyway. But it's uh, they promised it to be on today, Tuesday. And oh, my goodness, uh, to have a running stream out in front. I have one down the country, but I'm in the city right now. Uh, to have uh, whatever, just water where you can just splash in like a little bird, you know, and just bathe, you know, in the bird bath, whatever. Just to have that would be fantastic. And oh, my goodness, uh, glory to God if I could take just just any time now a hot shower, that would be off the chain. Although I'm headed for Arizona tomorrow and if push comes to shove, you do one or more of those, uh, what do you call, out of the jug baths and type things uh, in in the bathroom and and uh, be presentable enough to get on the plane with other people <laughs> who have water, by the way. They don't, they don't get it. They don't get it. You don't have water. Folks, let me tell you something. We never were, was without electricity. But... Yeah. I guess only when when it's when the well runs dry, you don't miss it. But old water can very easily be one of the most underrated uh, conveniences. Running water, I'm talking about running water, is probably one of the most underrated conveniences that we have 
in the modern home today. Well, uh, it has been a monumental week, and this is the wrapping up of a monumental year uh, for me. This week uh, marks the wrapping up of a monumental year for me, the 26th of um yeah the 26th of this uh month friday in fact i'll be in arizona um we'll uh, and no i'll be back i'll be flying back i think i'll be flying back to fort myers and then i'm going to shoot over to um um port st lucie and then i'll shoot on up to um orlando yeah next week next week but uh, this week marks the one year, one year anniversary of um, the 26th Friday marks the 26th um, one year anniversary of the passing of my my uh, my wife, Jane. And uh, I tell you, folks, I don't know if you've ever been through that type of long term uh, loss. I, I, I know right now what it's like to uh, how it feels to. Uh, lose, um, you know, just short term, you know, relationships. It, it's, it's, it's terrible. Um, multiply that by over 40 years and, um, the, the vacuum, the, the void, uh, it's indescribable, but God is faithful. And I want to tell each and every one of you that, uh, whatever you're going through, I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is that you're going through. Uh, if you trust God, if you trust in the Lord God Almighty, I am telling you, He is faithful. I um, there have been times in America at, at this point in time. Uh, a lot of times, um, you know, you think that uh, perhaps, uh, and, as, and quite possibly, you do have to lose something in order to find the love for yourself. Uh, quite possibly, that's true. And, um, but what are we losing? Uh, you know, we're, we're losing, we Americans, we Americans, um, have forgotten that it, it has been the American system of government that has sustained us. The Democrats have never done anything for us. We could lose them. I'd be happy to lose them. They've never done anything for us. They need to change. They've never even tried to help us in any possible way. You want to lose them. You want to lose them. But they're around right now. And unfortunately, um, you know, just can't hardly peel them off. But folks, I'm telling you, Joe Biden in 50 years has not done anything. There, there, there are people who never do anything for you. They don't even try. Why? Because I don't think Joe Biden cares. I think he's always cared about being president, but I don't think he cares anything about the American people in the way that would make them prosperous. Yeah, you see, you see, Donald John Trump, and, and, and I know that, you know, you, you, don't, you don't want me to talk about the, so many of you out there across the Fruited Plains. You, 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 you think we just need to move on from having this discussion about who we lost. I, I just don't, for the life of me, can't, can't see how we could not see that this man actually bettered our, our situation. 
and uh, quite frankly, would not have survived after Obama without him. If he had not come, we wouldn't survive up until this point because he's the one who rushed through that uh, vaccine. He's the one that did that. He's responsible for whatever uh, it, it is that we're healing from right now as far as this, this COVID thing is concerned. It is not Joe Biden, it, it, even though he's posturing as though it is him. It is not Joe Biden. It was Donald John Trump who's the reason why we are still afloat right now. And let me tell you something, and, and this is the time to remind you of it, time to remind all of us of uh, uh, where we have been and where we have come. If Donald John Trump had not driven this economy to a place where you could, you, you could, you could at least survive, I dread to think what, American life would be like if he had not been president and then this pandemic hit and our economy remained where it was when Obama left office. The only reason our economy was able to survive is because the policies of the president, because in my estimation, he is the only legitimate president of the United States. Oh, call me a Neanderthal, call me crazy, whatever you want to call me, just call me, all right? That's all I'm saying. If it had not been for him, we would not be as well off right now as we should, as we could have, as, as we are. Oh, it would be a lot worse. And it's strange how, how many times, and, and, and how was it in, a, in November when we went to the polls? And I'm telling you that we, re, we did remember, we did understand what this president had done. We did understand that. But, and, and for a while, many of us did not sit still when we got in the results of an American presidential election because we knew, we knew that there was no way. And black people, let me talk to you for just a second. All of us knew that there was no way that Joe Biden got more votes than Barack Hussein Obama in both, you know. But black people, when, when you follow after that Democrat mantra, this is what you're following after. This is what you're believing and, and accepting from them. This is what you are embracing. They are telling you that Joe Biden got more votes than the beloved Barack Hussein Obama. I'm telling you, that's not true. There is no way that Joe Biden got more black vote than Barack Obama. Did not happen. And it's so obvious, as plain as any, anybody's nose on anybody's face. Can't miss mine. <laughs> It's as plain as the nose on anybody's face. 
That that just just not possible. Hillary Clinton. I mean, you, you, he got more. Hillary actually went and preached in black pulpits, and Joe Biden never did that. And well, he did a couple of times, but that it, it was on presidential campaigns that uh, he failed at. In fact, that's what he is. That's who he is. He's always been a failure. Up until they decided that he was the perfect patsy to pull off a grand deception and give him the presidency. Why? Because he's been around so long, people will say, well, it was just Joe's turn. They won't look at it as a theft. But it's the biggest heist that has ever occurred in American politics. And we are as well off now as we are not because of Joe Biden or the Democrats. We, and it's certainly not because of Mitch McConnell either. Because if you remember, Mitch McConnell had to be drug kicking and screaming into American prosperity once the president initiated the uh, uh, elimination of the, of the restrictions on business. Mitch McConnell was for that, but he was against Trump. You understand what I'm saying? He was against the president. And, he, and only when Mitch started seeing the prosperity roll in. And hey, folks, I'll be introducing. I wanted to introduce something to you to really make y'all some money out there. And, and it's just been so hectic, emotionally, just totally wrecked. Uh, this week, all types of things, uh, you know, emotionally just 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 rampant. And you know how it goes. In fact, these are emotional times. And I thank God that, you know, I, that he's there. You 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 help your children, you help everybody you can help possibly help. And then they, there's nobody to help you. You know, and so. This is one of those emotional times in America where everybody's experiencing something. I was listening to the stories as we approach uh, the the week, the first week of the shutdown a year ago, as we approach the first week of the shutdown uh, near almost a year ago of our nation. And then uh, the covid deaths started rolling in. Uh, Jane had already passed away. She did not pass away of COVID or anything of that nature. And I, I tell you what, I don't know what, uh, I don't know uh, what I would have done if I would not have been able to see my wife if she had um, contracted COVID. I, 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 don't, I don't know. You know, I just don't know what kind of, uh, I was already, I, I mean, this last year has been uh, through the valley of the shadow of death for me. Dark, dark place. Just coming out of it. Uh, began to come out of it about five months ago. And uh, it still was just splattered with darkness coming out of that. And so I just cannot imagine. I've been watching uh, these uh, people on television at night um, saying how this Cuomo thing, you know, it, it could not, it may not, it, it may, could have been avoided. And they were telling the stories about how uh, their loved ones would go into the hospital. Janice Dean, uh, Fox News anchor, Janice, lovely, lovely uh, girl, lovely woman. Um, but she's talking about how her in-laws 
both of them died in a New York nursing home. They, the family, her husband, never seeing his mom or dad again. Countless stories. Five, in fact, uh, over uh, half a million. Over 500,000 American lives have been lost to this. And it's the Chinese pandemic, just as the president said it was. President Trump. No, Joe Biden uh, was saying that the president was uh, xenophobic. Yeah. Uh, Come on, man. Uh, China uh, being a threat to us, competing with us. Come on, man. That, That was Joe Biden. Uh, Nancy Pelosi invited people to come down to Chinatown with her when the president was wanting to shut the borders. It could have been much worse for us if he had not come along. Yeah. With this COVID thing, your health began to fail. He was there with the vaccine. Nine months later, when people were saying it could take as long as two years. Can you imagine America waiting on a cure for this for two years? Although the way nature works, the way God designed it. We would have had herd immunity anyway. More people may have died. Those who are weak among us, they may have died. But most of us, 98, 98.7% of us, matter of fact, pretty much um, may have already had it and moved right along. 500,000 people, even though that is an atrocious, horrible death rate for a pandemic. It's a terrible loss, especially for those who never saw their loved ones again. However, it is a small fraction of the American population. Very small fraction. It's 330 million of us. Yeah. That's uh, half of just one million of the 300 and... 30 million of us not downplaying the loss but putting the numbers in reality as to what they could have been how bad things could have been if Trump hadn't come along if Trump hadn't uh, kept giving when hey any normal person any anybody who didn't care would have stopped If I was, if Obama would have thrown his hands up and walked off the stage facing the stuff that Trump had faced. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant show. I'll be back in just a few minutes. I'm going to bring on a guest of uh, a friend of mine, uh, former Louisiana uh, representative, John Milkovich will be on with me. Don't you go anywhere. The C.L. Bryant Show will return after these words. Ready? 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA, coast to coast, border to border, throughout the Fruited Plains, over the largest talk platform in the nation. That is Red State Talk Radio. Check out both of our platforms, Red State and Encore, both of them. And if you're traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up above the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not. And there is housed our Red State Talk billboard and 24 hours a day, uh, every hour, the C.L. Bryant show pops up right there in Times Square. Although there's nobody there to see it now, to tell you the truth, and no C.L.'s face looking back at nobody uh, there in Times Square. That's what has been reaped here. And I was reminding you, I was telling you, that uh, whatever conveniences we are enjoying and whatever lifestyle that you may have been able to hold on to, this is nothing to do with Joe Biden, okay? If Donald Trump had not driven our economy and our finances, our economic situation into the gear that it was in before this pandemic hit, Americans, I dread to think how dependent upon Almighty God we would be looking at this point in time. And so, my friends, I want to bring on someone who has authored a book, uh, Robert Mueller, Aaron Boy for the New World Order. He's a friend of mine, John Milkovich, back when I was pastoring way down in the country. Uh, John Milkovich, uh, representative, uh, former representative of the state of great state of Louisiana, would come down uh, and 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 here uh, to our service and and then we built a church. John was instrumental in helping us as far as um, uh, giving to that effort. We certainly appreciated that. But he has been a friend down through the years now, and uh, he's running locally for office in in Louisiana the Education Board. And I'm gonna he's gonna talk about that. But John, I, I want to uh, b- by the way welcome you back to the C.L. Bryant Show. And uh, I thank you so much for your friendship. God bless you and God keep you in whatever endeavors you take on. But thank you so much for being here, friend. Welcome back. Well, I'm just so glad that you're doing so well. I'm glad that you're prospering, even as your soul prospers. That's that's what Jesus said. I'm I'm so happy for you, uh, Pastor. Thank you, John. John, let's talk about, uh, before we talk about the Bessie board in Louisiana, uh, you have a national audience and some things that have gone on that you wrote about, you warned about, even in your book, because this was actually a precursor to what actually took place back in November in that presidential election. Uh, All of this type thing may have actually been going on in a nefarious way uh, without our, you know, being knowledgeable of it. But you saw something uh, when we saw Robert Mueller and all of the 
uh, type of fiasco that was uh, happening around his investigations. John, take us back to why you wrote the book Robert Mueller, Aaron Boy for the New World Order. Talk to us about it. Well, and I just in my research and studying current affairs, I just kept coming kept coming uh, across instances and episodes of federal corruption and cover-ups and wrongdoing in which Robert Mueller was integrally involved. And the bottom line, whether it was Pan Am 103, he covered up that bombing. He, innocent people got an innocent man got convicted, and the terrorists got away with it. Whether it was uh, the the Weapons of mass destruction. Robert Mueller was part of the lie that sent us to a, a war against a nation that did not have weapons of mass destruction. Whether it was the massive twenty four seven carpet bombing, government surveillance, which we have in America, Robert Mueller uh, was a cheerleader for the United States government spying on us, like they do in Red China, or, or whether it was the uh, the anthrax fiasco where Robert Mueller was involved in the prosecution and really destruction of the life of at least one innocent person while letting the guilty people go. I mean, he was, uh, oh, and I forgot Whitey Bulger. Um, Whitey Bulger committed a string of murders in Boston while he's protected by the Boston FBI and Department of Justice. And Robert Mueller was in on that reign, by the way. Uh, Whitey Bulger is now dead. He was murdered in his prison cell. And, and But this was the whole point. Robert Mueller was front and center in federal government cover-up after cover-up after cover-up after cover-up. And when I saw that he was appointed to lead the charge against President Trump, it, it, it brought the obvious point to, uh, to clarity, which is if Donald Trump's trying to do good and Robert Mueller is trying to take him out, Robert Mueller must be a bad guy. Or conversely, if Robert Mueller is involved in all this corruption and is a morally questionable person, the fact that he's going after Donald Trump, you know, raises the clear uh, conclusion that Donald Trump must be a good guy if, you know, Mueller is bad and he's after him. John, let me ask you this. Um, Was then the objective, in your opinion, that they were trying to achieve by launching all of these falsities against the president at the incept- at the beginning of his presidency, did, did somehow, did somehow this plan actually come to fruition when we see now that there is a Joe Biden who sits in the Oval Office? Talk to us. Well, listen, your point is so well taken, and I think what you're really getting at, which I totally agree with, and listen – there's a lot about the 2020 election that I don't understand. Uh, I, I certainly don't understand the result. I don't believe it. I don't buy it. I, I don't like Joe Biden. I could have you know, tolerated his presidency if he had actually gotten elected. I don't believe that he got elected. I don't believe that. I believe you know, you've got thousands upon thousands of people that are doing research and coming forward, telling their story and say this was a rigged election. I believe that. But I think your your larger point is they were out to get Donald Trump out of the White House one way or the other. They tried Robert Mueller. That fizzled. That was a tremendous, embarrassing defeat for the globalists. But the point was they were going to do whatever it took. And listen, I'm, 
I don't think it's beyond the pale that President Trump's life was in danger, that that there could have been plans to assassinate him if that would have been feasible or something they could have they thought they could have get could have gotten away with. So, yeah, your point. I agree. Absolutely. Were they going to do whatever it took to get him out of the White House? And, you know, John, um, you know, John, when we think about uh, those types of measures and so forth, we also think about uh, what where do we go? from from here and and you and i have both uh courted uh the black vote and we saw that black vote in, in back in um when obama was elected the first time and the second time and this is the thing that does not make sense to me and uh, if black people would actually think about it this is what they are wanting you to believe th- about joe biden they're wanting you to believe that joe biden actually got more black vote than Barack Obama. And friends, I am telling you, that didn't, that didn't happen. happen. That did not happen. It did not happen. And and, and, and so that's why, and, and the president being the businessman that he is, he knows that a certain more percentage of the black vote moved to his column and a right. certain more percentage of the Latino vote moved to his column with those percentages being a businessman, he knew those numbers had to be wrong. He yeah. knew that he, he could not have lost it. Yes. Yes. And listen, I, I don't know if you've had a chance to have uh, Sidney Powell or Lynn Wood on the show. Uh, I, I mean, I'm amazed at what they did as lawyers. Uh, I, you know, I don't feel like they failed the American people. I thought they, I feel like they fought. I mean, in retrospect, could have something, could things have been done differently? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can always... 2020 Monday Monday night quarterback or Tuesday morning quarterback. I guess we have Monday night football now. You can always Tuesday morning quarterback any legal strategy. The point is they fought. They put themselves on the line. They're still feeling uh, facing repercussions for standing up for the president. Uh, my, my concern is where was the judiciary? Where was the third constitutional branch of the republic? Where was you know the new young lady that ever got it. Uh, you know, uh, instilled yeah. on the Supreme Amy Amy Coney Barrett. What was Amy Amy yeah. Coney Barrett? Yeah, yeah, where was she? Who was who was a, a Louisiana girl? And boy, people were. And I was excited. I thought, wow, she's going to be a breath of fresh air. She's going to be courageous. She's going to take on some dry. You know, she's going to she's going to slay some dragons. And I'll be honest with you. And this, I did write a, a brief editorial, which was so obvious. I mean. Um, any any bartender in America could have done as well as better, but I I just said simply this: Look, memo to Supreme Court. By the way, theft of a presidential const- a viol- uh, election, theft of a presidential election, that does violate the Constitution. Amen. And folks, in case you don't know, in case I hadn't mentioned it, John is an an attorney extraordinaire, and I certainly do appreciate him. John, I want to move on and shift to a a topic here, education in America. I know that's something that is near and dear to your heart, and uh, you, of course, being uh, very well educated yourself, uh, a daughter who I know that you and uh, uh, Carolyn, uh, your wife, is uh, so uh, proud of uh, Harvard. I think I believe it's Harvard or you are Harvard or Yale. I can't remember, John. Well, she went to Harvard with her mother's brains. <laughs> and, uh, but so listen, it, and the issues are not even unrelated. You know, we're talking about really the dis- potential, the assault on America. We're talking about the collapse of our culture. We're talking about the implosion of of our Western form of 
uh, Republican government and belief in, in, in God. And that is related to education. You know, current studies show that 50 percent of young people think that socialism is favorable or that offers something of benefit or value. And and they're not seeing socialism as a slippery um, downward descent into communism. And and also our values are being rewritten, and and it's being done in the schools. Of course, Abraham Lincoln said that the the philosophy of the uh, classroom one generation becomes the philosophy of the government the next generation. We are the communists are trying to win this battle without firing a single shot, and they are beating our brains out in the classrooms of America. We have some leftists, some educrats, some bureaucrats, and. Uh, working side by side with some greedy special interests. By the way, does this sound like the rip off the, of the presidential election? Oh my goodness! It's just it, you have the same coalition of not people that believe in free enterprise, but monopoly capitalism slash communism with leftist viewpoints. They not only collaborated, in my view, in, in a potentially rigged presidential election, but. They have taken over, largely taken over, public education in Louisiana, and I, I believe to, the, the same is true in America. And so you're running for Bessie Board there in Louisiana, and uh, tell folks about uh, the educational board in Louisiana, what is needed to be done uh, and I know, folks, you know, Louisianians, uh, uh, we thank God for Mississippi, actually. And so, uh, and I, John and I can laugh at that because we live here. We understand what we're talking about. But, uh, John, how bad is it educational-wise in Louisiana, and why are you running for the position? Well, this is the short story. In 2011, some uh, Louisiana big money, combined with Michael Bloomberg money, bought a bunch of the Bessie Board races. That's the State Education Board. And since 2011 through the present, I believe they've bought every Bessie Board race with the exception of one Kathy Edmonston, our good friend. And what they've done by taking over the Bessie Board is they controlled the election or, the, excuse me, the appointment of a superintendent, John White, who came from, uh, did some work in New York City, was a protege of Michael Bloomberg and Arnie Duncan, Barack uh, President Obama's education czar. So we had a super warp speed uh, explosion or acceleration into crazy liberalism in Bible Belt, Louisiana. And of course, they call it Common Core, but it's been an, an assault on our values. They've given uh, grade school children texts that, that talk about cannibalism, carnage, murder, rape, mutilation, bayoneting of pregnant women, homosexuality, and extramarital affair. That's all included in Department of Education-approved texts that are given to students before they reach sixth grade. We're talking about one grades one to five get all that ridiculous stuff. And, of course, it's been noted by many analysts that the Common Core curriculum and agenda is one that moves toward uh, moves us towards atheism, abortion, abortion and socialism, and away from Christianity, away from patriotism. Uh, we've got Louisiana has the unsafest schools in America, according to some experts, and instead of instilling discipline, they're doing away with corporal punishment, and the Department of Education is actually punishing schools and teachers for disciplining students so we're going from dangerous to dangerous sir if that's a word <laughs> Very common core. Uh-huh. And, and and the department of education is providing no leadership we need safe schools we need to get our values back and then maybe something will happen with academic performance and as you've 
uh, alluded to, Louisiana's academic performance ranks typically between 46th through 50th in America. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the way it has been, and uh, I know that you are a transplant, but you love the state now, And I, but I was born here, and I can tell you, and I went to school, I was educated here, I can tell you, man, it is always, we have always languished in that situation. You brought up something, and I want you to stay with me through the break if you can, uh, yeah. John. You, uh, you uh, brought up something uh, that uh, most of us don't understand because, you know, of course, back when I was going to school and you were going to school, uh, things were uh, a little bit different as far as corporal punishment was concerned. Describe Describe to us why uh, there is such a, a push and an outrage against uh, corporal punishment in uh, our society today. And describe to us methods of corporal punishment uh, in uh, the school system uh, now, if, if you would. Well, and I'm not an expert on it. I do know that they, they had paddling. You know, I mean, hey, that's not fun. But if it helps, if it – and listen, you know, it can be – it's not there to be abused, but if – Students are predators if they're continually terrorizing other students, if they're, may, if they're disrespecting or even assaulting teachers. Yes, that does happen. We all know this. Well, look, I don't think some, some corporal discipline uh, responsibly administered by one or two pe- people at the school that, you know, are coaches or disciplinarians. I, I don't think that's – I think that's a good thing. And, and the crazy thing is it's not just removing corporal punishment. It's part of a larger agenda – to make the kids in charge of the school. And that's really an inversion of the biblical template that God gave us. God says the children are answerable to the adults. The adults are the venerated ones. The people with gray hair or the people that are the adults that are raising, you know, making a living and raising, they're in charge. Not the 6, 7, 8, 12, 14, 17, 19-year-old students. Where does that idea Find its genesis. John Milkovich is my special guest here today, uh, candidate for Louisiana Bessie Board. I think he'd be an excellent choice. Uh, this is the C.L. Bryant <laughs> Show, and oh, I want to thank each and every one of I'm you for give, coming along with I'm us. I'm going to give you the bartender response. There's been a lot of leftists mm-hmm. that have done theory and books in education, and they've taken over. You know, John Dewey was one of them. Um, they've taken over education in America. And, and listen, the communists are all happy about that. They believe that America's current education system can be a key to communist China and the other communist forces overrunning America. And I mean, if that sounds extreme, well, look what's happening. Our academic performance is is ab- absolutely disintegrating. Our, our values are being ripped out and shredded and our our schools are dangerous and this is a problem in louisiana but it's also a problem across america it is a problem across america john milkovich is my special guest won't you stay right there john don't go anywhere uh we're going to come right back to him there's much more that we need to discuss uh the church is one of those things and uh the uh influence or the lack thereof of the the church on our society where are our pastors in the midst of all of this is the tent uh, being folded. I should certainly preach against it not being uh, folded. It, I won't fold mine. I'm going to let my light shine. It's a little song uh, I have said uh, all of my life, uh, everywhere I go. I'm going to let my light shine. But for us to be better, you have to let yours shine as well. In whatever dark place you might find yourself in, you must let the light shine in and you must let yours beam out uh, as well. It does overcome the darkness. And this is a time in America where we 
we must let light shine. I'm CL. This is CL Bryant Show. We'll be right back in just a few minutes with more. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you on this awesome day. In the USA, and it's all because of people like you that make it that way. Still the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known. That's America. And thank you so much for making this show as popular as it has become over Red State Talk, the largest talk platform. The Talk Monster is where how we're known. And, uh, of course, if you're traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up above the iconic Ripley's, uh, believe it or not, there is housed the giant uh, screen of Red State talking 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The C.L. Bryant show is, in fact, popping up there and looking back into a vastly empty uh, Times Square. I'm on my way to Florida. I'll be uh, headed down that way. I'll be in and out of Louisiana. I'm going to be involved in Louisiana, especially in these coming days, uh, because we got some interesting people who are looking to run for governor, and I'm going to be uh, in somebody's camp for sure. And uh, on the line with me is a good friend of mine. And even though Don John has always uh, been a, a Democrat, yeah, the man that has been talking to you is a Democrat. I have tried. I tried to get him to cross over. By the way, I'm an independent as of September. As of September, see, he's headed my way because I did the same thing, John. I been I went independent, and then all of a sudden, an R in, uh, appeared in front of my name. But this is what I want to uh, talk to you about. This is what I want to talk to you about. Um, the church, John. Let's talk about the church here in this segment, um, final segment of this this um, hour. Uh, John, it, it, it seems in this COVID thing, there has been a, a, a season of convenience to not hear as loudly as we have heard the church's voice. Mm, come on, come on. How, how, how do we, John, let's talk to this now. How are we going to recoup that voice when you have a socialist climate in this country? I I think you just have to preach Jesus. You must continue to preach Jesus. But there are some pastors don't want to rail against the machine, John. They want to rail against it. 
Jesus railed against the Pharisees and the Sadducees who were the government and the religious stronghold of that day. He took them both on, got him crucified. But John, I have a feeling that the thing that a lot of pastors are afraid of is that crucifixion. And they don't realize that without the crucifixion, there will not be a resurrection. Can't be. So, John, what what's happening here? Uh, are we are we milk toast pastors? Are we milk toast church? And are we breeding a milk toast Christian? Is that what's happening? Talk to us. Oh my goodness! Listen, it's so ironic that you bring this up. Number one, you have a, a beautiful, really powerful, resonant radio voice. But number two, let's let's talk about how you got so smart. This may be part of the answer, but you're absolutely hammering on a critical, essential point, which you always do. And that is the church after the family is the most fundamental, most powerful cultural force in America. And uh, CL, of course, I live in Keithville and I went to church several years ago. I I visited a a local African-American church and visiting after church with some of the old timers. They told me that back in the day. When they were young, and this would have been back in the 30s, 40s, and of course, I'm sure stretching back into the uh, more recent uh, vestiges of the, or you know, distant reaches of the past, they said, "Look, you know, you want to know what school was in our day?" And I, I just let them talk. I had nothing. They said, "School, school was church," and they said every one of these black churches. In, in the woods, in rural northwest Louisiana, in the woods, uh, next to the farms, next to the plant. They were the schools. And they said each church was its own school. And the school from that community, or excuse me, the church families in that community were ed- educated at that church. And I asked them, and, and it was amazing, uh, C- Pastor C.L., because these individuals were so well-spoken. And I asked him the hard question, and, you know, maybe I was pushing the envelope, but I said, you know, did integration improve or reduce the quality of education for black Americans in rural northwest Louisiana? And I don't know that I got an answer that day, and but it, it just really made me think, because in those days, in the black churches, when they were at school, you know there was discipline. You know that there was highly trained, highly disciplined, highly educated instructors that were serious about the craft of teaching. And you know that they that God was in everything they did. And you know that they were not laboring under idiotic bureaucratic rules from Baton Rouge or Washington, D.C. I said all that to say this. Look, the church, you're absolutely right. The church is fundamental. And they're trying to put out the light of the church. It's not going to happen. The more persecution arises, the the, the more brilliant will the, the, the light of the church radiate. You know, you're absolutely right, John. Um, back then, the teacher in the classroom before inter- before I'm talking before integration now, because I, I was among that. I was before that. I was in that class of 68 here in Shreveport that uh, integrated the schools here. And and before then, and, and John, I'm, I'm just speaking from my own, own experience. Sure. I knew that the black teacher that was in the black classroom that I came from wanted me to succeed. There was yeah. no question that that he or she was not playing about teaching me to be a good citizen, and as we used to say, John, a credit to our race. That was that was a that was a a, a, a pretty much of a catchphrase in, in the black community. You want to be a credit to your race. But now, yeah. to answer your question, 
did uh, education take on a different slant for for black kids, at least in, in my generation, when when we integrated? It did because you were now in a situation where you did not truly know if, in fact, uh, the teacher, whether they were white or black, cared about you or cared cared about the ideology of integration. And, uh-huh. and I did not get smarter sitting beside a white kid and they didn't get smarter sitting beside me. You know, I'm not saying that segregation was a good thing, but I'm just saying that black people seem to have been a better people, more self-sufficient, more educated and wanting to be more educated wow. than before integration than we were after integration the this church was str- the black church was stronger the black family was stronger before integration oh my goodness it, 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 oh my god yeah i mean we, we, there's, there's all types of things so so i'm not saying that that's a evil i'm not saying it's bad i'm not saying integration is a bad thing i'm not saying that i am just saying that there are some things that did happen that was not going on in the black community after integration occurred Oh my. Well, and integration is a great thing. And, and ultimately, the ultimate integration is when black, whites, and Asiatics, and Native Americans, and uh, people from all races come together at the foot of the cross. So integration is ultimately good because Jesus said he sent first to the Jews, but then to the Gentiles and the whole world. So yes, integration, We as Christians, we all believe in that. Yet, you're pointing something out that we need to stay mindful of, and that is... I think the forgotten sanctity, quality, and honor of education that was uh, presented and and lived and experienced in the rural black church schools. And, I, you know, you talk to the old timers, and the thing that comes out is, you know, you just get the picture of these uh, black male and female teachers that were passionate about what they did, that were not going to play games, they were not going to tolerate foolishness, that they're going to be strict as any head football coach in their classrooms, and they were determined for those children to learn. And, of course, that was a day when, you know, honestly, children were more, were more humble, I believe. Uh, you know, and yeah. that's not a, a comment, yeah. that's generational yeah. yeah, humility. Listen, respect of authority for elders was, in fact, the order of the day. That was yeah. just simply, and, and that teacher in that classroom, then she, he, whoever they, whichever one it was, they commanded your respect. And, uh, you know, and, and, and so things have changed. Uh, times have changed, but I don't think we're as good a people. I'm talking about Americans in general, as we were uh, in times that may have uh, have gone by. If something is is going, something's leaving us. Something, and it, it's horrible when we think about the 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 gospel that has been just, uh, muffled in so many ways because we can't get out and 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 visit our our uh, parishioners in these last uh, year. The way that that we normally would, and they're afraid to come out. They're they have made them afraid to go everywhere but Walmart and the gasoline station. The and the you know the, the, the people are afraid, John, and will probably always be in some way or another afraid. And the government is, I think, mm-hmm. is fundamental in in uh, pushing that narrative. Oh my goodness! Listen, I know you produced what four movies now? Two, after? just two. You're on your way. Maybe one of them could be 
documented oral histories of these old timers. Well, they're still here. They're, lo- you know, we're losing them every day. Yeah. But some of these African Americans in their uh, late seventies, eighties, nineties, talking to us and teaching us about the power of the black uh, church schools. And of course, Pelican in in your DeSoto parish was a great uh, symbol and embodiment of that. And it, and Pelican at some point became integrated. And, uh, you know, I went down there. I actually fought for Pelican to get their own school back because when the school, that community school was shut down, it really, to a large extent, really, really devastated that community. And, and going back to those meetings and you would see, uh, you know, you would see 40-year-old black men in tears talking about how much they love teachers that, you know, at that time at those meetings were maybe petite little 80-year-old white ladies. But, but you know, it, yeah. it, it was, of course, with Pelican All Saints, you know yeah. that, you know about the history of Pelican than I do. But it was just the power of God, power of community, power of family. And then, of course, we pull the plug on it and say, well, let's go into a, you know, a bigger, let's bus kids two or three hours a day. Let's go into a bigger, and, and listen, I'm not saying that people had evil motives, but, but Pelican got shut down. Yeah. And, and, uh, it was a, you know, a contested vote at the, at the, uh, at, at, before the, DeSoto Parish School Board, they shut it down, and they started busing those kids two or three hours a day to yeah. a large government school. John, and I want you, lost. I need you to tell everybody how to get a hold of you. We're about to end this segment okay. and begin a new hour here after the hard break. But tell everybody how to get a hold of hey, you. Listen, you got about 30 seconds. If anybody out there wants to help us fight to get this, get on the State Education Board of Louisiana so we can make a difference in Louisiana and send a message across America, John Milkovich, 318-425-1957. That's 318-425-1957. Give us a call. We'll hook you up. Pastor CL, you're the best. And this is one more movie you need to do. You know what, John? That's an excellent idea. We'll, I'll talk to you. We'll collaborate on that. And let's talk about that. Listen, God bless you. God keep you. Continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. John Milkovich, God bless you. Talk to you soon. This is a good man, folks. Uh, look at him. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being on with me. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was my good buddy, John Milkovich. And uh, hey, I encourage all of you Louisianians to uh, make a bold and uh, good move and uh, put him on that Bessie board. You can't, you cannot do better than John uh, there. He'll be a good watchdog for you on what's going on in education in Louisiana. Louisiana, you know that we need an eye on education. I'll be back. Don't go anywhere. I'm CL. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. 
Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Still the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and thank you for coming along with us every day as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here uh, in uh, the USA. Hey, friends, it uh, is uh, a beautiful day here in the USA, although here in Louisiana, in my house, and most of my city, we don't have water. We haven't had water for four or five days. And those bottle baths and all that kind of thing, uh, the, you know, uh, water bottle baths. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, what I wouldn't give, what I wouldn't give for a hot shower. Well, hey, I'm on my way <laughs> to Arizona uh, tomorrow. And uh, I'm going to join up with some friends of mine there in, in Arizona. In fact, my colleagues from FreedomWorks. Go to FreedomWorks.org, FreedomWorks.org, and become a part of a movement, uh, one of the largest grassroots organization in the nation. Our mission to build, educate, mobilize the largest grassroots organization in the country. And uh, on with me, is my good friend, and he is the manager of all things grassroots for Freedom Works, and he keeps me on the road. My road buddy, traveling companion often, Dursey Texeria, thank you so much for being on with me, brother. How are you? Yeah, thank you, CL. I'm doing okay. Um, a little exhausted. Uh, we've been on the road ourselves and back-to-back Zooms talking about the issue we're going to talk about today, HR one, with you know activists from all over the country, but uh, we keep going. We keep, you know what, Dursey? That's the best way to put it. We keep going. Okay, then let's talk about HR one. But first, let's talk about uh, the trip that we're going to be taking out to Arizona. Talk to us about that. What's that about? Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, this trip to Arizona is in the Phoenix area in Gilbert, Arizona. Um, and if anyone wants to find out more info, they can actually go to the FreedomWorks Facebook page and uh, on the events section, you can find uh, this Arizona event. But this is a part of the tour of events that we've been doing um, in person and virtual all over the country, um, trying to educate constituents um, on the Senate side, uh, talking about Arizona, for example, Kristen Cinema, trying to educate her constituents on this issue and, you know, making sure that they are having all the tools necessary to let cinema know that if this bill does end up in the Senate, they don't want it. Arizonans don't want this bill. Um, and, you know, also to make sure the filibuster is, uh, you know, still a thing. So Kirsten cinema is certainly one of the key players that'll have a lot of, uh, power to make sure, uh, we keep the filibuster and don't allow, you know, just a simple majority to be what decides what bills go through the Senate. Then let's talk about then what we are standing uh, trying to prevent. And that is what I consider to be an absolute Trojan horse. And it comes in the form of a, a, a bill, a rule, a bill, house rule, a bill called H.R. 1. Dursey, educate my listening audience throughout the Fruited Plains as to what they need to understand about H.R. 1. Yeah. Um, so I know in the media, um, you know, people have probably been hearing a little bit about HR1. So uh, I, I know this through uh, a lot of the outreach we've been doing, but I'll definitely get a little bit more in depth here. Um, so it, this particular bill, HR1, currently in Congress, 
uh, to be voted on the House in the next probably a couple weeks, uh, one or two weeks, um, is really, uh, it's actually the third iteration or second iteration. It comes up every Congress, more or less, most recently, but never really goes anywhere. It's usually a for-show bill. Um, but this time, it's probably less for-show as we're concerned about, because as everyone understands, the three branches of the federal government are Democrat, and it's kind of like Obama all over again with Joe Biden just shoving everything through, you know, the White House. Um, but H.R. 1 is called, as they like to describe it, uh, For the People Act. Um, that is the bill name. But we call it the For the Politicians Act, uh, For the Swamp Act, whatever you want to call it. It is a piece of legislation that is made by very sophisticated swamp creatures um, that do not have the, Americans, uh, the American people in mind when they are making this. But I'll just get to <clears throat> some reasons why this is really just a big Democrat you know, Christmas list, a wish list. Um, right off the bat, HR uh, one threatens to uh, federalize elections and prevent states from determining, um, you know, how their election process should be ran. So, as uh, maybe some people don't know, uh, states actually run all the elections in this country. So, even if it's a presidential race, which is obviously a federal office, the states are running how, you know, people can vote, all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, as we saw, there were many issues throughout uh, last election, but it is ultimately the states that are determining how their elections are ran. This would federalize that and basically make it so Joe Biden's government is calling the shots on how we run our elections. So um, a state, a, a citizen in a particular state, Dursey, if in fact H.R. 1 were to uh, uh, somehow pass, they would be losing basically the, the sovereignty of the state that they live in. They, they, they would no longer really be self-governing as it was intended by our founders. Can you speak to that? Yeah, so that's correct. So the whole theme of this bill, really, once you, once, once you start talking about everything, you'll realize it's the censor conservative political speech. Um, that's kind of the whole theme, right? If you control the elections, you control everything. Um, and, you know, let's say I live in Virginia. I don't know if it's factual, but let's say Virginia does have strong voter ID laws. Uh, the federal government, if H.R. 1 is passed, could actually basically tell Virginia, we want you to do it this way, and they would have to do it that way. Um, it would also, um, which is a certain infringement on state rights and actually very unconstitutional, uh, allow the federal government to control redistricting of congressional districts through a, I believe, three-judge, uh, quote, nonpartisan, uh, you know, panel or committee. And as we all know, when they make these nonpartisan committees, it's never truly nonpartisan. It doesn't usually end up favoring the freedom side. Um, but as of right now, state legislatures uh, make the congressional districts lines uh, based on the census. And, you know, that's certainly a much more local process. It's much more easy to influence as a constituent your state representative than it is your member of Congress. So, you know, if you are for smaller government, as Freedom Mark says, you would value states' rights. And, you know, we believe that the current model, although not perfect, because there obviously is gerrymandering issues and all that, uh, is certainly better than, you know, someone like Joe Biden's government 
redistricting the congressional maps in the yeah. United States. Yeah. Well, you know, Darcy, uh, tell the folks again where we're going to be on uh, what's this Thursday there in Arizona. I believe you told us it was Gilbert, Arizona. What's the event called? Where is it going to sure. be? Talk to us. Yeah, so like I said, if you want to go on the Freedom Works Facebook page, it's on the events section. But uh, if you do want to write it down, if anyone has a pen or can put this down, it's in Gilbert, Arizona. And it's uh, 1600 East Lakeside Drive. It's actually a, uh, I believe, a clubhouse of sorts. Uh, it's a little, little fancy. <laughs> uh, but we're going to have CL there with uh, Stephen Moore, who is a former Trump advisor. And... Um, we're going to have also Marissa Hamilton, who's a former Phoenix mayoral candidate, um, and she's a Republican activist in the uh, that area. But again, yeah, we're going to basically be bringing these constituents together to talk about this issue and then give them some action items. We've been doing a lot of texting, um, but you know we do CL to uh, get the word out to voters and give them an easy way to contact their uh, member of Congress to let them know they're definitely not about this bill. Well, Darcy, tell us this uh, as far as the Freedom Works agenda is concerned for the rest of, uh, well, the, the foreseeable future anyway. Uh, what what type things do uh, does the organization have coming up? And folks, I'm encouraging you to go to freedomworks.org, freedomworks.org, and become a part of a movement, one of the largest grassroots organizations in the nation dedicated to building, educating, and mobilizing the largest grassroots movement I have on with me, the manager of those grassroots movements for Freedom Works, and that is Dersey Texaria, my good buddy. I'm going to be with him uh, tomorrow uh, and Thursday in Arizona. What do you have planned for us? What's going on in the future there, Dersey? How are you seeing it panning out? Yeah, so uh, you talking about the bill or on our grassroots side? On our grassroots side. side. Yeah, so like I, I think I, I touched upon, we're, we're currently now working on the House uh, for more, more so. Um, so all throughout this week at 1 p.m., so actually currently now a colleague of mine is running a training <laughs> with uh, constituents from, I believe, Virginia's 4th District. Um, we're, we're running policy trainings and uh, action trainings all throughout the week at 1 p.m. via Zoom. Um, if you would like that invite, please just email grassroots at freedomworks.org. Again, grassroots at freedomworks.org, and we can um, get you set up. But um, we're targeting certain house districts uh, throughout the week. And if you're not in one of those districts, that's okay. You can still hop on. But, but the districts are... Uh, Virginia 7th, Virginia's 4th, 10th, 2nd, and then Florida's 7th district. And these are all districts um, that up until a couple a couple days ago, their representatives haven't actually signed on to HR1, and they're all Democrats. Um, and the reason they haven't signed on um, was because, you know, they barely won a lot of these districts, some of these people. And, you know, they know that they can't go full radical left, right? They kind of have to walk a certain line which is very important when you are calling your member to tell them specifically what you don't like about the bill in the event that this bill just gets broken up into smaller pieces. You know, we want to make sure that they know exactly what we don't like. And folks, that's how that's done. Through organizations, particularly the organization Freedom Works, keeps you informed with a, a balanced view.
of these types of bills that are going through the House of Representatives. And we also keep you abreast of who votes how. You need to know how your congressman and how, how your representatives are, are voting for you, uh, voting on your behalf. Uh, I can tell you this. Uh, we here in Louisiana, the Republican Party anyway, uh, censured uh, our senator, Bill Cassidy, because uh, obviously he voted uh, his own, not, not in our interest. Bill said quite plainly he voted on his own personal uh, beliefs and principles. We didn't send you there. I mean, and folks, I want you to understand this. When you elect a representative, he should represent the feelings and the people and the attitudes and the political views of his state, not his own. He's representing you. And so so that is what we're talking about here. I'm, I'm looking at uh, the screen. I see John Kennedy, um, our senator, our other senator on Fox right now. Now, he's our Huckleberry Finn, uh, John is. But uh, I want to say to you, uh, Dersey, that you, you fight a good fight. Uh, Freedom Works is doing a great job out there. Tell everybody again about this, this event that's going on. And, and you folks, I have a pretty good audience out there in Arizona. Drive them on over there. Get on over there to Gilbert and meet with us. Tell us again where it's going to be, Dersey. Yeah, yeah, sure. So it's Thursday, 7 p.m. Um, locally, the Facebook event might have the wrong thing. That is a technical error. So please know 7 p.m. local time. Um, it's going to be 1600 East Lakeside Drive in Gilbert, which is right outside of Phoenix. And we're going to see all there. Uh, Stephen Moore, former Trump advisor and uh, a local uh, activist and former mayoral candidate of Phoenix, Marissa Hamilton, um, just talking about this issue and uh, making sure we can educate as many people as possible to uh, reach out to their representatives and tell them, you know, Arizonans don't want this massive Democrat wish list. And then we're headed out to uh, Florida, to Orlando, the, the next week. What's going on? Yeah, so we're doing um, a uh, medium-sized event, about 50 people or so uh, in Florida. These are going to be um, some of our you know, best activists uh, just coming together um, to you know, get up to date, up to speed on the issues that matter to conservatives. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot on reopening schools, we're going to be talking a lot of election integrity, um, the dangers of big tech. Uh, we're going to be talking about all these issues, um, as well as some trainings on how to uh, maintain, you know, your networks and lists as a grassroots activist, especially during the coronavirus times. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a, a weekend full of uh, education, training, and uh, hopefully uh, some networking opportunities for our, our top activists. Fantastic. Dersey, I want to thank you for being on with me. Folks, go to freedomworks.org, freedomworks.org, and become a part of the movement, a movement to build, educate, and mobilize the largest grassroots organization in the nation, freedomworks.org. Dersey Texaria, uh, who, in fact, puts together so many of the, in fact, all the ones that I'm, I'm going to now. And uh, he does a fantastic job. We have great turnout. And uh, we're looking uh, looking forward to seeing a good friend, Steve Moore, uh, there in Gilbert, Arizona, on Thursday evening. Y'all come on out and be with us. If you know anybody in the area, tell them come on out and uh, be with us. Go to FreedomWorks uh, Facebook page. And uh, you can check it out, see where it is, and I'll see you there. And Stephen Moore, we'll see you there. Dursey, continue to fight the good fight, my good buddy. And, and I'll see you uh, in a couple of days, well, in about 24, 48 hours. I'll see you in, a, in just a little bit. Gotcha. Thank you, sir.
Thanks for having me. I'm CL. This is the CL Brian Show. That was Dursey Texaria, and um, he is uh, my guy who is my well. He coordinates the road trips that I I take. He does all of that and uh, keeps me uh, straight and all that kind of thing uh, out on the road. And so uh, we're going to Arizona. Then we're going to jump back over to Florida. And hey, folks, yeah, uh, I'm still moving um, uh, full speed ahead to Florida. Don't know what that looks like, uh, really. I do know what the media side of it looks like. It's going to be great. Uh, we, we love, we just love, 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 love the uh, media uh, outlook in Florida and the things that are that are possible in that uh, up and down that what you call what they call the Treasure Coast uh, area. Area, and I'm uh, going to go over to Fort Myers. Um, I'm going to fly into Fort Myers and check that out. Uh, what I'm wanting to do is stake out that uh, part down there in southern Florida. Uh, I want to stake that out for CL. And you know what, folks? Um, uh, I'm not um, saying anything. I don't believe out of turn. But um, there has to be voices like mine, and it's going to take more uh, like mine to actually make up one of uh, the one that we have lost in Rush Limbaugh. Rush was a, 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 a force of media nature, a force of media nature. And um, I'm going to do my part to wave and uh, hit the banner that uh, he had waved. In fact, Rush moved down to Florida himself uh, from New York City. Of course, I'm not, not moving from New York City down to Florida. But, but uh, I, well, my office is truly in Washington, Washington, D.C. But I'm taking my act on the road to Florida, and I'm going to broadcast from there and do that's going to be my base. Uh, down in uh, Florida, hopefully uh, Hutchinson Island, uh, Florida. I'll be able to nail something down there when I'm there these next um, few days, next week, when I'm there next week. And so anyway, I um, we're looking, C.L. Bryant Show, uh, Freedom Works, we're all, we're looking to nail down that uh, little, the little, toe part there, my little part there in southern Florida across from Fort Myers over to Jupiter up to uh, Orlando. We want we want that peninsula. We want that. Uh, I don't know how much we'll play in Miami, but we'll see. I have friends in Miami. We'll see uh, how that plays out. And so um, all of you stay tuned. We'll be back. In a minute, don't go anywhere. I'm CL. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa... 
סטאפ. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. And I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. I was just on with uh, one of my colleagues, Darcy Texeria, and um, I uh, certainly am looking forward to uh, being out there with my friend Steve Moore in Arizona, and uh, then hopping up to do a fly-in for some of our activists in um, Orlando. It's in Orlando. And certainly want to uh, tell you that this is a great, great moment in American history where you can become and get involved in ways that uh, you perhaps have never been involved before now is the now is the time and and you have a reason because uh you you can you can believe me or not you know but your nation as you know it america as you know it is in grave peril Grave peril. And the things that have sustained us this far, this past year, uh, these past few months, the, the thing that has sustained us, we, we, we are forgetting that it was not Joe Biden that put in, in place and, and uh, contributed to us being sustained. The, the 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 thing that was there when we needed it, it, it the thing that has sustained us these last few months this last year it, it you know it, even though it's, it seems like a long long time a year it, from a year ago we think about what happened to us a year ago right now and and for me it was the beginning of a very very dark time a very very dark year and it would be that way i i didn't realize that i was actually tasting something that would be even more bitter for those who lost their loved ones than it was for me because at least when i lost my wife at least I was with her, you know, two of our daughters were, were with us and the others were on the phone when we lost her. At least we had that much of a closure, but then we weren't able, the, the kids went home, I'm left in Denver, I'm, I'm in a strange land uh, because Jane wanted to go up there. I'm in a strange land, and a week later, week and a half late, a week later, 
while I'm trying to get everything arranged back here in Louisiana for her memorial service and call the pastor, the church got it all done, set up, boom, another week we'll uh, be back, uh, you know, and and uh, have this done. Family, friends, everybody comes, you know, the whole droves of people that will show up for Jane's home going and her memorial. Uh, hey, was put on dramatic hold the 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 your life that you had been with for over 40 years get this now she's gone and all of a sudden the life that you were used to living is gone all of it and on top of that now they're telling you that uh you you, you got to have a mask or a bandana around your face your na- the, the the travel that i do the work that i do and that type of thing is is about people huh it's about people and the best way to Uh, be about people is to be with people. Yeah. You know, shaking hands. Oh, hugging a few necks or, you know, and, and, and so forth. You know, that's the, that's what I do. I do uh, people. And friends, I am, I'm here to tell you, I am here to tell you. My life didn't change as drastically as some people. And the tragedy that I did, in fact, go through and the darkness that I did, in fact, go through. I have talked and and this is the best way to get over yourself. Sometimes talk to somebody else. Huh? You go and you let them tell you what the Lord brought them through. Not that you'll be any less grateful. In fact, you'll be more grateful that yours wasn't as bad as it could have been. And some of you uh, just don't understand just how bad things could have been for you had it not been for what uh, you had been given. Uh, It could have been bad for you, even worse on uh, members of your family. And and this COVID thing, if it hadn't done anything else, especially if it has skipped you and left you here in the land of the living, you, you need to be grateful. Yeah. Gratitude heals the body. Yeah. It, gratitude actually heals you. It, 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 it's it's a, it's a, it's healing. And America, I have a feeling that the problem with us is that we have grown ungrateful. And I've got to tell you, it is so sad that we have become that way. Ungrateful. They are trying to cancel 
everything as far as American culture is concerned. Folks, you know this. You should have seen this the other day. Um, Now, I came along... I guess the Muppets were around. The Muppets were around. Uh, of course they were when I was a kid. I, I didn't, you know, watch a lot of um, TV and stuff. Long story. But um, just the same. They weren't evil or anything. I don't think. I don't remember. I don't remember. The thing. I don't remember the Muppets being portrayed as anything other than a good thing. I remember uh, Ben Vereen, all kind of people. Uh, being uh, on the Muppet, uh, LeVar, LeVar Burton, all kind of people uh, were, were on the Muppets. And, and somehow uh, now the Muppets are sending, according to the um, new Disney folks or whatever, are sending the wrong types of social messages. Huh? The Muppets? So they didn't they didn't they didn't cancel of course uh the muppets or anything like that uh, as far but they they put a disclaimer on it basically warning you warning your child that the content that you're about to see may be somehow uh distasteful You do know that the thought police and the 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 the, the, the language police they have arrived they're here Everything that is said now, and if you yield to this, you're crazy. Everything you say now is put under a microscope of politically correct, socially acceptable, and all of that. And friends, I'm going to tell you, I'm not for it. I am absolutely, indisputably against anything like that. Can't stand it. Hate it. So you think about it now. And you consider these things. What? will America look like if we continue down this path? What will your rights resemble if we continue down this path? Well, I've got to tell you something. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't good. It, ain't, it doesn't look good. The very conversations we've been having, the conversations we had with John Milkovich in the first hour. And if you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryan Show, download free the C.L. Bryan Show app. Listen to us wherever you go. Uh, Red State Talk app. Download them free. Be sure to go to FreedomWorks.org. Check us out on Facebook. uh, Five million uh, uh, plus followers on Facebook. Go over to the videos on Facebook and you will see a myriad of uh, videos that I have done for them along with the wonderful work that our media team puts together there at FreedomWorks, uh, the largest grassroots 
organizations in the nation. We boast six million uh, who are a part of us. Come on and be a part of uh, the movement as we build, educate, and mobilize the largest grassroots organization in the country, Freedom Works. I am CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. And hey, friends, um, when we talk about where our country could be if we don't get a rain on on things here, it's frightening. Because do you know who's in charge of all this kind of stuff? The kids. And John Milkovich said something that I um, want to reiterate. And it, it starts in the classroom where somehow we think that the kids need to be in charge of that. How, how in the world is a child going to be in charge of a classroom? Huh? How is that possible? But a child is going to be in charge of a classroom or themselves. How is it that they are going to determine for themselves what they want to learn? And, and, and how is it that we have bought into this idea that somehow we're not supposed to shape and mold children? Let them be them has become the cry of the day, which is convenient for, hey, uh, I, I just don't want to take the time. And, 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 and that's that's it. And I, I praise, uh, you know, I, I um, applaud any single any single parent who has raised any child, period. If you've raised them to adulthood and they're not dead yet. <laughs> And even if you have lost one or two along the way, you still have my adoration. You have it. Raising children in today's society alone. Oh, my God. Jane and I had four raised four. Well, actually, we raised about five or six. Seven, actually. (laughs) But uh, we had difficulties. And... um, it was when both of us were home. I was out a lot on revival sometime, but both of us were around our children. But it was tough. It was tough enough with both of us being around. I cannot imagine trying to raise children alone. I admire anyone who's able to do it. Friends, what does America look like then? What does our educational system look like then? You've seen for yourself that the teachers, especially those, I guess, out in California that where that was, where they were on uh, a Zoom call mocking the parents, too stupid to realize that this thing was being recorded. And the parents got a pretty good look at what uh, those teachers really think about you. They think that uh, if you mess with them, they're going to mess you up. Yeah, that's what they really think about you. But this is the kicker here. This is the kicker. Uh, They're teaching your children in subtle ways and sometimes in overt ways (laughs) that you're an idiot too. 
They see, they, they prove to you they thought you're idiots. And you can smooth believe this. In subtle ways, if not overt ways, they teach your children that you're an idiot too. Why do you think your children treat you like that? They may not even know. They're being indoctrinated in the school systems that you're paying for. Are you hearing me? You're paying to be dissed. To be dissed. And if it doesn't make the student who is supposed to be taught by the teacher feel good, then the teacher, her, her role is to reinforce the child's feelings, which, of course, can change with the blowing of the wind. They're not putting anything in their, their minds as far as uh, rational um, and logical thinking. Feelings are not rational and sometimes they're not even logical. Believe me, they're not. And they can change. Yeah, hearts can change. And, um, yeah. So, if that's all you're dealing with, then it's hard to actually see a reality. It's hard to see that, uh, you know, there, there have been reasons why we have been able to survive through this the way we have. It's because we, we're, we're only guided by the feelings that we have at the moment, which limits our view to just that time. You don't see the long range. You don't see anything that in, in the short past. You, only, you can only operate off of how you feel right now. And, and I'm telling you, that is what's being bred in our classrooms. It's being bred all across America in every age bracket. How you feel right now is how you act, what you act upon. That eliminates any type of logical thinking for future. Yeah. And our children that are being sent home to us on a daily basis are being sent home to us with the idea that the only thing that matters is the way they are made to feel. They have no clue of how to actually think it out. And the acts of irrationalism dominate just about every aspect of American life. That's what brings on, you know, because you act on the way you feel, that's what brings on the the various anxieties and those types of things in our lives is because we're, we're just into our feelings, not into the rational thought of what's happening and what's going to happen in the future. If in fact, um, something doesn't change, huh? The Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. 
concern to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL home stretch of the CL Bryan show. So glad that you are able to come along with us here today as we continue to build the bridge to education or to, uh, to build the bridge to education, build the bridge to conversation. Uh, throughout our great nation. It tells you how your mind can run stuff like that together. Uh, in uh, this great land of ours, and uh, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is uh, America. Um, when we see the home stretch of... Um, What's 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 transpiring, and and we are, America. Listen, I I believe, and we don't have enough time to actually go into the the wherefores and whys. I believe this, but I am telling you that we are in a home stretch type of um, uh, time, I guess. I feel that there's some things that are beginning to wrap up. You hear me? They're beginning to wrap, you know, beginning to wrap up and people are being put in certain places. Um, the pieces are being, uh, put in certain places. Um, John Milkovich brought up the fact that, uh, the president's presidency was becoming dangerous for him in the sense that there were people who wanted him out of the White House by whatever means necessary. And they tried and, and you know, kept people paid and, uh, you know, busy. It, it, the, the, all four years of his presidency, beginning with the, the FBI informants, they even brought in, trotted in John Mueller, paid him to come in and, and, and BS around. You know, that's what that's what happened. That's all it was. And, and so when we when we start talking about how the president actually left office, this thing was in full swing. It was in full gear with with Robert Mueller. That was just something that failed. They kept coming. And everything they came with failed. So the only thing left short of doing the drastic is, hey, I think we can steal this election through these Dominion, through this Dominion software. And they did. Oh, yes, they, yes, they did. As I told John Milkovich, and I, I believe he agreed with me on that. Um, huh. This was the biggest heist in American history. This was the biggest illusion that you've ever seen. 
David Copperfield could not have pulled off a more grand illusion that leaves us all in awe of what happened here. What happened here? Well, I'm taking my show uh, on the road. Well, not really on the road. I'm just relocating it, although it will be on the road. It continue to be on the road for a while until eventually I um, uh, find um, someone to settle down, settle down with. But I'm going to um, be in Florida. Yeah, I'm staking out a place somewhere in Florida, on the Atlantic uh, side of Florida. I really like Hutchinson Island. And I think that that is where I am going to land it. I'm going to make up my mind uh, for sure uh, here this, uh, this next week. This next week, I'm definitely be making up my mind as to where I'm going to live there. And the show, of course, we love Freedom Works, myself and um, we just love the media that Florida is going to bring YouTube. Our YouTube channel is going to be up and running. I got the big banner. Michelle, I don't think I told you I got the big banner in and all the apparatus that goes along with uh, putting it up and, you know, and everything it's, it's in. And so um, I think pieces are being put together. And I think people are being put in place uh, in our lives and and maybe people are being uh, moved out um, that, you know, you you look to the future, look to how this thing plays out and who the players are as it plays out. I tell you this, you can't afford to slumber and sleep, though, Americans. You can't afford it. This past year has been one for the ages. As long as human beings will be on Earth, they will talk about this past year. As long as Americans and who are alive past the age of uh, 10 years old maybe younger, maybe eight, uh, seven or eight, as long as they are alive, they will remember this year. And it will be one that if you're seven or eight years old now, you will vaguely remember, you will remember when y'all had to wear masks and stuff around. You'll remember that and you'll tell your children about it in times to come. But who knows what your brave new world will be like. Quite frankly, I didn't know what this one would be like. We had the Jetsons and all that kind of thing on cartoon television. Uh, of course, we only had 3, 6, and 12 in Shreveport at the time. And on Saturday mornings, Saturday, Saturday mornings, um, oh, man, the Jetsons would come on and Oh, it'd be so great. You see all these newfangled gadgets, flying cars, microwave ovens, uh, talking hand phones. All of that was futuristic stuff. All of it was futuristic stuff. But, hey, it is today now. 
and it seems as though um, it's obsolete before you can blink your eyes. More stuff has come about. But Americans, we are living uh, in a time that seems to be winding down to something that um, I certainly hope is 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 a huge and broad awakening that I trust will go on in this country. Huh? That's what that's what need happen. We need an awakening in this country. And there are voices that will be coming your way in various forms. And I, I cer- tr- certainly trust that God will allow mine to be one of them. That will be a part of that awakening that is going on in this country. I believe that uh, we stand at the threshold of something absolutely huge, but we don't know what it is. We don't know how to feel about it. We don't even know what it looks like. We don't even know what we anticipate it looking like. But we know that there is something large looming. Something large. Because if it is not something large that is looming, that that is going to work for our good in America, there is still something large looming that is there to harm us, that can hurt us. And so I think the choice is still ours, how that will play out. I do believe, I do believe that the choice is still ours, is how that's going to play out. I do believe this is still our America. Yeah, I still believe that we are still in charge of this country. I just think that the people like uh, Joe Biden, who is uh, handled, manhandled by the far left of his party, that's what all of these executive orders are about. He is being manhandled by the far left wing of his party. But I still believe that we, the American people, if we stand, demand, don't you see how they've backpedaled even on uh, shutting down the president's uh, president Trump's uh, ice hockey arenas and rinks? Do you see how stupid this is? Huh? For over 30 years, these things have been uh, helping the, 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 the children there in, in New York City. And because it has Donald Trump's name on it, you're going to. Sh- what are you talking about? Just because you go and find something on uh, somebody's background or their Facebook page and now they're very successful in all that kind of thing. You're going to discount all of that? You can't. Listen, Donald Trump bringing our nation to a brink of prosperity where it is now overshadows, overrides any type of thing that you try and hook him into as far as that Capitol Hill fiasco was concerned. He did not have anything to do with that. Was it ill-advised that you invite these folks to come to Capitol Hill on that day? Yeah, it was. But inciting them to riot? No. Nah, didn't happen. Didn't happen. In fact, the exact opposite happened. You can believe what you want to believe, but the exact opposite happened. He told them to go down to the Capitol peacefully. Yeah. The exact opposite happened. Well, 
all's fair in love and war, they have said. And I certainly um, believe that. There are some things that you persevere for, though. Uh, There are some things worth trying to wait and hold on for. And, uh, you know, you do what you do. And um, you let that be that. You you, you decide whether or not you're going to hold on for it. And I'm going to wait for some things. I'm going to wait and see how some things work and how some things pan out. Uh, I think they're worth waiting for. I think it's worth waiting for. And I'm going to do that. Um, in the meantime, I have to work. I have to move forward. And uh, I have something, uh, folks, once I am able to get settled in, uh, that I'm really going to be working with, and um, I'm going to be telling you about it, the crypto market, and so forth. I'll be talking to you about it. It's something really exciting happening, and I'll talk to you about it, um, that market, here real soon. But I, I just I got to get, uh, I just, I need, I do need a clone. I need a clone. And um, that little ferret, they cloned it, it came back. Man, that's amazing. Been dead, third, been gone, thirty, been frozen for thirty years. I think if that's true, then uh, hey, Michael Jackson, you might be seeing him soon. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, listen. It's a brave and whole new world. Who knows what is going to go on as we ventured forth? But go forth and live your American life boldly. Don't be afraid. Folks in Arizona, I'm headed your way, and uh, then I'll be headed out to Florida, and where I'm about to take up residence, and I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day, and I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And friends, I want to tell you, and, and until uh, I am able to speak to you again, my heartfelt desire for each and every one of you is that God will bless and keep you all. 